Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Welcome back, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well today. It's a rainy day here in the Northeast, kind of a gloomy day, but we want to continue our series of podcasts called Dealing with 2020. Dealing with 2020. We've been talking a lot about worry and anxiety. Today, we want to talk about something a little bit differently. This past Sunday in our Sunday sermon, we talked about the Lord Jesus Christ. It was Communion Sunday, and so we like to reflect extra upon the Lord Jesus during those days and remember what he's done for us. And we looked at the the hands of Jesus, the precious hands of Jesus, and what it accomplished for us and what it continues to accomplish. And we just wanted to reflect on his beauty and his value to our soul. And we want to continue thinking about that today as we talk about what is the ideal life. What is the ideal life is the topic today. Boy, 2020 is not the ideal year we hoped it would be, is it? I don't know what we expected out of the year 2020, but it wasn't this. When you think about 2020 and turning the page on a new decade, especially one that has a cool ring like 2020, and we're entering into a new decade called the 20s, and the decade before ours didn't really have a term to it, so it was called the 20s in 2020, and it seemed exciting, it seemed fresh, and I'm sure we all hoped it was going to be a year full of great things. Boy, and then 2020 threw us a curveball, didn't it? Around March, we had this new virus shut down everything in America, and we didn't know anything about it. It came out of nowhere, and and so we felt like we were going to shut down for a little while and get our bearings and figure out what this thing is and how to cope with it. And and then a couple weeks began, a couple months, and then it, it just continued on and on. And the coronavirus is still upon us, and it is sigh-worthy. And I, I don't want it to define 2020, but I feel like there's no way around it. The coronavirus is going to define the year 2020. And it's not just nationwide, it's worldwide. It's a pandemic. That's what exactly what a pandemic means. But it's not just the coronavirus. 2020 has been full of all kinds of weird, bad things like economic recession. We're in one of those recessions right now and people are losing their jobs and welfare is up and people are struggling. There's also been, of course, a lot of political stress and we just had the election and people you know, aren't satisfied with how that went and some people are happy, some people are angry and the political stress has been upon us for a long time and it's still here. We've had racial tension in the news, bad things like, you know, riots and looting and streets on fire and things like that and all kinds of people dying and just been a really sad thing. There's also been shutdowns due to the coronavirus. We've had to all wear masks. I'm all tired of wearing masks everywhere. I know you guys are. Mask fatigue is upon us. But we've had loved ones getting sick and maybe even dying. It's been a weird year. It's been a hard year. And I don't know what the ideal year 2020 should have been, but it's not this. And and I'm speaking, of course, from the from the generic standpoint of a, of a person in America. This is not the year we hoped it would be. We wanted it to be fresh and new and good things on the horizon, or maybe we wanted it to be ideal. It would be the best year of our lives. It'd be a year we'd look back upon and say, man, 2020 was a great year. That's when I turned things around. That's when things really started to go well for me. That's when I met my loved one, my spouse, and I got married or whatever. Whatever 2020 was supposed to be, it wasn't this. But what is the ideal life? We know 2020 is not the ideal year, but what is the ideal life is what we want to talk about today. Maybe you guys have seen those commercials on TV. They're all over the place now. And these new, brand new medicines are coming out. And 
they have weird names and all these medicines are to help you with your chronic thing, your chronic issue, whatever it is. And, and they got these weird names, but these commercials, <laughs> they kind of make me laugh because in these commercials, these people are supposedly taking the medicine for their chronic issue. And, and as they're rattling through the name of the medicine and, and what it's supposed to do and all the side effects that can come with it, they're showing these people in the background and these people are just, man, they're just having a fantastic day. You know, and, I'm, and we're supposed to assume it's due to the medicine. They took this medicine. It helped them with their chronic psoriasis or whatever they're dealing with. And, and man, it just made a world of difference. And now, you know, they're, they're hanging out at carnivals and they're dancing. They're going to parties. They're, they're on the water on a boat or a jet ski. And, man, they're just smiling. And this per, the weather is perfectly sunny. And they're just having the best day ever. And I just laugh at these commercials because these commercials don't seem like real life. And regardless if someone has a chronic issue or not, and they're healed of that issue, I, I don't see people as plastic and smiling and sunny days as I see in normal life. And that's what makes me laugh. It's like, you're supposed to take this medicine and everything's supposed to become ideal. But wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if we could just take a pill? And not just our chronic issue, but all of our issues were just solved. We took this pill and... Whatever those issues were that we're dealing with in 2020, especially that list we just rattled off, they were all gone. All of our personal issues were gone. And and now we're kind of like those people in the commercial. We're just out enjoying life. We're soaking up the sun. We're doing all the things we wish we could have done, skydiving, bungee jumping, rock climbing. And, and we're just having a great time. And it's perfectly sunny. Uh, that's what's the ideal life, right? The ideal life is no more pain, no more issues, no more chronic things. No more coronavirus, no more recession, no more political stress, no more racial tension, no more shutdowns, no more wearing masks, no more, no more loved ones getting sick. Everything is ideal. Wouldn't that be great? Well, what's interesting is the Christian life is uh, a dichotomy, I guess I would call it. It's, it's the most joy-filled thing and also the most difficult thing that anyone can experience. And... That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the ideal life because this past Sunday we spoke about the ideal person, the Lord Jesus Christ, and and he really is ideal. And the word ideal sort of means the way it should be, the way it should be. And Jesus is the way that he should be. Now, sadly, a lot of people don't accept Jesus Christ and turn to Jesus Christ because they don't think he is ideal. It doesn't match up with their idea of ideal. But Jesus is ideal. And the reason he's ideal is because he came to give us everything that we want and need. But sometimes we just don't know what that is. And it's that what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the ideal life because Jesus, without demeaning him, is kind of like that pill that you can take. And, and when you take that pill, everything becomes better. But not necessarily in the way that you expect. Because if you've been in Christianity long enough, if you've read the Bible, you, you see people struggle when they're Christians. In fact, I think, I think you would even agree with me here, that when you become a Christian, your struggles increase, don't decrease. And so how can, how can anyone say that Jesus is the ideal person or Christianity is the ideal way? Because none of us want to struggle. And when we turn to Jesus Christ, it's almost like our lives get worse, our lives get harder. How is that ideal? The idea of ideal, that's tough to say, but the definition of ideal is kind of the way that it should be. So when we follow Jesus Christ, our life gets harder, 
we suffer more, we get lonelier. How does that how does that mean ideal? Well, Jesus Christ does for us what we all need him to do. We all need him to take away our pain, take away our suffering, and give us things like joy, hope, and security. And that's exactly what our Lord Jesus does. But he doesn't come to give us those things primarily upon the earth. And I think that's the challenge of people who don't really want Jesus Christ. Is they want that feeling, that good life right now. They don't want to wait for it. But God has kind of set up this plan, this process, that because we became sinners and we broke the world and we were headed towards hell, that, that now we have to be, go through a process of what's called sanctification. We need to be justified, which means we need to be saved from our sins. We need to be given a new relationship with God. But then we go on this journey. And this journey is called sanctification. And the, whole, the entire point of sanctification is to make us from really bad people into people who look just like Jesus Christ. And so there's a journey but what God is doing through this journey is actually quite remarkable. Is He's actually preparing us for the ideal life. He's preparing us for the kingdom of God where there are, there's no hurt, there's no pain, there's no sadness, there's no darkness, there's no evil, there's no viruses, you know, there's no wars, there's no political stress, there's no racial tension, there's no selfishness, there's no greed. There is a place coming that is completely ideal and it's called the kingdom of God. But we got to wait for it. And we have to go through a process in order to become ready to, to go there and to enter there. And so when the Lord Jesus comes into our life, what he does is he begins the process. He doesn't give us the ideal life right away. He begins the process of getting us to the ideal life. And, and a good way of thinking about this is the Israelites. In the Old Testament, they were, they were given this promise that the Lord was going to give them this great land. It was called Canaan or the promised land. And he was going to bring them to this land where it's flowing with milk and honey and you know all their enemies would be gone and it would just be an ideal place. So God promised that he was going to take them to the promised land, but he didn't mean today and he didn't mean tomorrow. He was going to take them on a journey through the wilderness and he was going to prepare them to enter this promised land. And this process was going to take several years, decades. And... You know, remember the story, Moses is in the wilderness with these people for 40 years and they're journeying to the promised land. And, and along that is, is a really messy process. Uh, the sinners, people who are now on God's side, who started as sinners, were now being sanctified and being made like Christ by being told by God what to do and what to avoid and to trust him, to follow him. And, you know, sinners aren't really good at that. So these people were were struggling with that process. And so they were waiting for the ideal life, waiting for the ideal life, and it wasn't coming the way they wanted it to. And so they began to murmur and complain and cry out to Moses saying, Moses, give us this. Moses, give us this. You know, God doesn't love us anymore. Send us back to Egypt because where's the ideal life? And Moses had to continue to remind these people to say to them, we're going there. We're going there. We're on a journey. We're going to get there soon. If any of you have children, you know what that is like when you when you tell your children you're going somewhere exciting, your children just want to arrive there in a split second. They don't want to want there to be any logistics. As soon as you say you're going somewhere exciting, you should be there right now. So the fact that you have to use the restroom and get your shoes on and get your coat on and you know get some snacks for the road and, and actually get into the car and buckle up and then, and then make the journey to that place if it's a park or a store or whatever, it's annoying to children. Because you've told them about this great place they're going to, but now they have to journey 
there, and the journey isn't fun. The destination is fun, but the journey takes work. But, you know, life is just kind of like that way, and, and, and the reason it's like that way is because this is a broken world. And nobody walks into the kingdom of heaven without becoming holy, Christ-like, sanctified. So what the Lord actually has to do is he has to prepare us for that by taking us on a journey. And that's where we find ourselves, smack dab in the middle of that journey. Now, I don't know when you turn to Christ. My journey has been about actually walking with Christ about 14 years or so. I've been walking with the Lord. And so I'm smack dab in the middle of my journey. And I'm going to be honest, life has got hard and difficult since I started following Jesus Christ. It's become less than ideal in the sense that I'm an American who wants the American dream. My life following Jesus Christ has actually gotten more stressful and more difficult, more painful, more lonely. But I'm also promised that I'm headed to the promised land. I'm headed to the kingdom of God where everything is ideal. So right now God is telling me, you know, Todd, get your shoes on, get your coat, you know, get in the car, get buckled, do all of these things he's telling me to do because I'm taking you there. But in order for you to get there, you got to trust my process. You got to do what I tell you to do. And I know what that's like because I'm a dad and I'm telling my children, yes, we are going. Yes, we will get there, but you got to have shoes for it and you got to have a coat for it and you got to go to the bathroom first because it's not going to be great if you're not ready for it. So there's a process to becoming ready and, and that's what the Christian life is. It's a process. It's a journey. And every single person, regardless of when you start that journey with, with Jesus Christ, have to go through that journey. You have to become sanctified. But that's not the end of the story. The sanctification is not the destination. The sanctification is the journey. The destination is the kingdom of God when we stand before the gates of the kingdom of heaven and they fling open wide for us because we're with Jesus and we're like Jesus and we want to be with Jesus for the rest of eternity. And now we would probably boast and say, yeah, we're ready for that now. Come on, we're ready. Take us, take us there. Get us off this planet. You know, come Jesus, come. <clears throat> and Jesus is going, no, not quite. You're not quite ready. In fact, in order for you to become ready, you're going to have to go through some difficult things. Because as Peter and other books talk about in the scripture, the process of sanctification is kind of like putting metal or gold through fire. That you can make it into something beautiful, but in order to do that, you have to put it through fire. And although, you know, gold and metal can't feel anything, fire is supposed to represent something uncomfortable. But when you put the gold through the fire, it becomes pure. When you put the metal through the fire, it becomes strong and, and bendable, and you can make it into things. But without the fire, you can't. The gold remains impure, the metal remains un unpliable, and, you know, you can't work with it, and... But the fire makes the metal and makes the gold usable. And that's exactly what God is doing right now, is he's not giving us the ideal life now, even though we want it. No, he's putting us through the fire so that we can have the ideal life for the rest of eternity. And what God is actually doing, and I know the devil loves to spin it like God is cruel by not giving us the ideal life now, but what he's actually doing is the most loving thing he could possibly do is by preparing us and sacrificing 40, 50, 60, 80 years or whatever it is of, of pain and suffering for an eternity of ideal joy and satisfaction and treasure. And that's what God is doing right now. And this Jesus Christ, you know, like I said before, if we could take a pill and make our lives completely ideal, wouldn't that be great? Well, Jesus Christ does that for us. 
He does. And in fact, as soon as you trust in Jesus Christ, you, you get more hope, you get more joy, you get more peace. Because now you're right with God, and now you have a relationship with God, and now God is on your team, and he's fighting for you, and you understand he's putting you through this process. But no, you don't get the American dream. No, your life doesn't get richer, generally speaking. No, you don't get more friends, you get less friends. And that's part of the process. And I, I know that's why a lot of people struggle with this Christianity thing, because they're expecting, listen, if a God is good, he's going to make my life rosy here upon the earth. But no, that's not what the scriptures say. The scriptures say, now you enter a journey, a journey through a wilderness, and it's lonely and it's difficult and it's painful. But on the other side, guaranteed by God, is the kingdom of God, the paradise, the promised land, the ideal land. And once you get there, you never leave. Once you arrive there, it is better than you think it is, and you never, ever have to leave. You never have to go through another journey. You never, ever have to feel pain or loneliness or sadness ever again. But in order to get you there, I have to prepare you for it. I have to make you like Jesus Christ, because this land that I'm bringing you to is a place of holiness and righteousness and love. It's not a place of sinfulness and selfishness and greed, and that's what we are still. And that stuff has to be burned out of us through trials, through difficulties, through suffering. So that one day God can say, yes, you're ready. Yes, the kingdom of God is yours. And the gates of heaven will fling open wide for us. And that's what we need to understand about this ideal life, is that it is coming, but it's not here yet. And we need to think about that. And 2020 is a good reminder of that, to say, man, 2020 is not the year I thought it would be. And I'm a little disillusioned by 2020. But now I'm thinking, well, every year can be this way. Every year can be difficult. I'm, now I'm looking at 2021 and we're only a couple months away from it going, man, I don't know if 2021 is going to be any better. Maybe the virus will be worse. Maybe the recession will go further and deeper. You know, maybe the political stress will increase. Maybe the divide in our country will get worse. But, but it's also preparing me for it. I think if I enter 2021 with a different attitude and mindset, not a pessimistic attitude, but a mindset that says, hey, it might not be ideal. It might be difficult. It might be painful. There might be a lot of hurdles to jump over and, and ladders to climb and, and thorns to go through. I'm actually preparing myself for it. And the Lord wants us to do both of those things. He wants us to have the hope and the joy set before us of the promised land, the kingdom of God, the ideal land that we're going forever. And he wants us to always keep that in our focus. He says in Colossians 3, set your mind on things above because if you set your mind on the destination and the prize, you'll actually be motivated to keep running and keep going. And you have to keep going to get to the kingdom of God. But you also need to know, and scripture speaks a lot about this, that the Christian life is painful. And Jesus didn't want to disillusion anybody. When people would come up to him and say, Jesus, I'm ready to follow you. Let's go. Let's go to the promised land. Jesus said, well, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, this life that you're being called to, this life that you're saying you desire is, is one of great difficulty. It's one of great trial. I mean, I just want you to watch my life for the next several years, and you're going to get a picture of what it's going to look like. People are going to speak ill of you. You're going to lose friends. Really close friends are going to abandon you and betray you. You're going to be mocked. You're going to be ridiculed. Uh, you're actually going to be hurt physically and mentally, and and all kinds of bad things are going to come against you. But it's it's not the end, and it's not the point. The point is your preparation. The point is to get you ready for the promised land. And, and Jesus Christ didn't die and stay dead. He, he died and he finished his journey of great suffering and pain. But, 
But on the end was eternal glory. He got out of death. He came out of the tomb and he arose from the grave and then he ascended back to heaven. And now he's in the paradise and he's waiting there for us to get there. And now he's doing what every good, loving parent and Lord should do. Is he's taking us through that same preparation so that one day we will be perfectly suited for the ideal life in the kingdom of God. And if he doesn't take us through that process, we will not be able to get there. We will stand before the Lord and the Lord will say, I'm sorry, no, you're still a sinful being. You practiced evil things and you're not ready for the kingdom of God. And at that point, there's only one other destination for us, and that's the kingdom of darkness. He's going to cast us into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, and that, that, that's not a thing anybody wants to think about, and that's the point. So although the Lord does not give us the ideal life today, on this side of the earth, on this side of eternity, he does promise us the ideal life. And Jesus Christ is the author of that life. But in order for us to reach that life, we have to embrace the process. We have to say yes both to the journey as well as the destination. And I want to help us think about that today because 2020 is, is not necessarily getting any better. It might be getting worse. But we're also getting closer. We're getting closer to the end of our destinations. And it could be it's just be a matter of days and weeks and years before we arrive there. And, and this whole process of suffering, not just general suffering because everybody's suffering generally in 2020, but suffering for being a Christian. Suffering for following Jesus Christ. Suffering for loving him and obeying him. The world doesn't like that. And when you suffer for doing that, that's all a part of the process of making you like Jesus Christ so that one day, one day you're ready. One day the kingdom of God is, 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 is yours and waiting for you. And the Lord loves us enough to give us a little bit of pain now so that we can have pleasure and joy forevermore. And if he gave us the ideal life now, the ideal life and that journey would lead us to the kingdom of darkness and suffering and wrath for the rest of eternity. And those are the two options. We can either have a narrow path that leads to life or we can have a broad, comfortable path that leads to death. And the Lord loves us enough to take us through the narrow now because it's short and it's temporary and it's minimal compared to the great lasting glory of the kingdom of God. And I just want that to be a reminder for us today to remember to stay the course, keep your perspective, Remember what the Lord has promised to do for you. Those, those people who were in the wilderness with Moses, they, they stopped. They stopped trusting. They stopped journeying on. They, they forgot and they stopped and they doubted and, and they didn't want it anymore because they couldn't take the pain. But those who continued on, those who journeyed on, they made it to the promised land. And, and every single Christian who's come before us and died has made it to the promised land. If they could tell us anything today, they would say this, keep going. It's coming. It's coming. And it's better than you ever could imagine. Keep going. Let the pain, let the process happen because it's going to make you ready for the promised land and the kingdom of God. Guys, prepare yourself for today. and prepare, prepare yourself for the next weeks and months by saying it could stay bad. It could even get worse. But you're getting closer. If you continue to follow Jesus and trust his plan and go the way he's taught you, you're getting closer to the promised destination of the ideal life. When you will get there, it will never, ever, ever leave you. You will be a part of that life for the rest of time. And that's the ideal life that Jesus offers. And right now, even though there's pain and sadness, we can have joy in the fact that we are becoming more and more like our Lord so that one day we can enter the kingdom of God with our Lord and never, ever break fellowship with him ever again. 
I hope that's an encouragement to you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We'll do this for a couple more weeks. Dealing with 2020. Keep your eyes fixed upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Many blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.